KBLA Talk 1580. wishes to congratulate Mayor-elect Karen Bass on her historic win as the first woman and only second African-American to serve as chief executive of the city of Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Congratulations, Mary-elect Bass, and welcome back to Unapologetically Progressive KBLA Talk 1580. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show, and this is my very first interview, and I am proud that it's here. We are proud to have you here. What do you want to say to the listeners of KBLA Talk 1580? I want to say thank you from just, you know, I'm just full of the love that I felt every place I went in the community, and I just want the listeners to know that I promise you I won't disappoint you. I will be accessible. I will never forget where I'm from, and, um, and, and understand that that is my primary motivation. Congratulations, Mayor-elect Karen Bass, holding all leaders accountable to you. 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 No matter who you voted for, no matter who you are or where you live, I will be a mayor for you. We're KBLA Talk 1580. And we don't black down. Black down. We've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward now. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable. I am your host, Lynn Richardson, here on KBLA Talk 1580. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. So I received a message from a family member that basically said to me, "Um, girl, you are the queen of hustle. Uh, because she <laughs> she saw a flyer or something for an event with my information on there about getting something. And, you know, one of the things that I learned uh, very quickly from Russell Simmons and many others, I mean, you, you see folks out there, is how to uh, create uh, things, services, products that the world wants and needs and how to monetize them. And in fact, one of my favorite um, classes that I teach at New Wealth University is passive income streams. Uh, So today here to talk to us about passive income streams in the entertainment industry uh, is my sister, our legend, your icon, MC Light. Welcome to the roundtable, MC Light. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. So so you've certainly made millions in entertainment um, over the decades. And um, I think it's one of the areas when I talk about passive income streams, I think people are always thinking about um, hard or, uh, I was, I should say real, um, opportunity. So real estate or a store or a franchise, but I don't think people really, really understand that there are so many other ways to use creativity, mm-hmm. to use your mind. It's one of the things that, uh, our trademark attorney, Michelle Miller talks about all the time, how we come up with these witty inventions and these great ideas mm-hmm. And no one owns the rights to them, or we don't own the rights to them, and someone else does. Mm-hmm. And then they take our ideas and monetize them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you started out in the industry writing, um, but earlier uh, earlier on, you weren't necessarily, you were writing your own rhymes. Were you getting paid for the publishing 
from from writing your own rhymes? And and how does that work today? Because we see so many cases where people, they're famous, they're the ones singing the song, but they didn't write it, so they don't make the money from it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, funny you should ask about that, because I was talking to a friend, and he was telling me a whole nother way that the system actually usurps the money and how it is that they present it as something else. But the question that you asked me... Um, okay, I wait, wanna... what is that system? Because you, oh. you can't just leave us oh, on that. Okay. What, what are they doing? Well, the system is, you know, as a producer, when you're out there making music, people start to hear of you. You know, just like in the church world, you start singing. People knew about Whitney long before she made it to the front of the stage because she had been singing at other churches. So all of that to say producers, when they start to produce tracks for people, they begin to make a name for themselves. And especially, you know, at the front of the track, you'll hear mustard on the beat or, you know. You, you know I was, used to wonder, who is this in the background? And <laughs> right. Did they just randomly say that? No. Of course, now in the industry, like I go back and listen to all the Mary Mary songs. Mm -hmm. We knew Mary Mar Mary, Mary, but now Pastor Campbell, yeah. I'm hearing his voice all over the track. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so producers, they know that. They ordinarily don't get a lot of shine or get a lot of notoriety for what it is that they do unless you're in the music business and you search for who who uh, intentionally is looking to know who produced this song, which by the way, the Grammy organization, which I was the president of the LA uh, recording chapter for quite some time, they made it their business earlier on in the days when they started these streaming services. They were concerned that people wouldn't get their just due with credits. And now, purposefully, you can go when you're on Spotify or when you're on Tidal or any of these uh, streaming companies, you can look and see who wrote and produced the records. I have mm. time in this break to continue, mm. my sister. Okay, so what happened was... This uh, publishing is a big part of the music industry. In fact, it is the most money to be made, but probably the least spoken about when artists are being turned on to music and wanting to become an artist. And, and so is that intentional? Because it, it's the most money to be made, but nobody's talking about well, it. But the ones who are making the money know that it exists. But it's the behind the scenes. It's okay. the business part of the entertainment, which most artists aren't really consumed with. They want the shot, the, the spotlight. They want to, the shine and be in front of the cameras. And most of them you know, don't handle the business until they find out about the business. Well, that's because a lot of people think, I, I often say, let me put it this way, most wealthy people aren't famous and most famous people aren't wealthy. Mm -hmm. And so we have people coming out into the industry and I'm not even just saying the entertainment industry. I'm talking about just visibility, period, because the world is now so open, but people want to be known and people want to be seen and they think that being seen and being known is where the money is. But I say often that, especially living in California and, and living particularly in Los Angeles, there's a whole lot of wealthy people that nobody knows their name mm -hmm. and they are far more numerous than the people who you do know their name. So I'm sorry, I keep on interrupting you. No, Get to your point. it's all good. It's <laughs> all good. So in any case, what I did find out is when you're, you know, you're making these songs, you're getting your music out there as a producer, um, which by the way, producers, if they don't sample, they are destined to make 50% of the song. 
without having to write a word. Okay. Because their contribution in terms of music is worth minimally 50%. Yeah. And so what I found out is that once you start to build up this name, you've got 10 songs, now you got 15 songs, 20 songs, you know, most people will tell you, wait, do not do a publishing deal at that point because you're still raising the stakes for what it is that they will offer you yeah. in terms of an advance. Yeah. And so, but at the same time that's happening, your songs are accruing mm -hmm. money because they're being played on the radio, they're being played in, on streaming services, they're being played in several areas. And so in Europe, they're already putting your docket together with all of your money, right? So what happens is in the States, you're unaware of that, but publishing companies, they are well aware of that. They're very aware. So they already know what it is that you've accrued on the on uh, uh, everywhere else, and so they will, in turn, offer you an advance worth that amount of money. Wow, and, and we're gonna talk about these advances and how lucrative they are, because I think people are really shocked to know that if you know how to make music, and we'll talk about that too, mm -hmm. um, what's possible, the harvest is here, the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580, we've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580, and this is Lynn Richardson, and we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time, and that means you. We're talking about passive streams of income, not the regular kind that you often think about from the stock market or real estate and, you know, investing and in franchises, but using your mind, your creativity. MC Light um, is here with us. MC Light. So people can make money off of publishing. Yeah. Publishing is simply writing a song mm -hmm. and, and writing the and music, owning, owning the song, uh -huh. owning the song, mm -hmm. creating the beat. Mm -hmm. So creating the beat is a part of writing the song? Creating the beat and creating the lyrics. So creating right. the music that yeah. goes with the song and creating the lyrics. Those people, in fact, should own the song. Correct. But I'm going to, because this comes back to your original question, mm -hmm. but we're going to stay on the track we were. And that is when you're, you haven't gotten a publishing deal yet, all of your money is accruing. Yeah. People are watching. Publishing companies are watching. Yeah. And then also in Europe and in Asia and all of these other countries, all these other territories, the money is accruing. So when a publishing company in the United States comes to a young producer who has done all these tracks and says, we want to offer you a half a million dollars, it is with the intention of you paying that half a million dollars back. So now you got to go out there and hustle up you know, you have to do a certain amount of songs. You got to own a certain amount of the songs out there to get that money back into the system. When in fact, you've already made the money because the money is overseas. Wow. So when you do the publishing deal, it gives them the right to, cr to collect monies wherever they are in your name. Wow. So they've already, so they've already, they already see the dollars. money. Girl, they act like they're giving you half a million out of their bank account. Right, but so they already got the money. They already Girl, went and collected the money from somewhere else, and now they're lending the money to you. So now wow. you got to go work. To go. It's something else, girl. Really? Yeah, it's, it's a mess. But, you know, it is what how the industry was built. So many people just accept it. So when I say, 
you as a producer, you as a writer should own the song because you did all the work. That's not always how it goes. And this goes back to your first question. When you asked me when I first came into this business, did I own my publishing? Yes, I owned a portion of my publishing, but so did somebody else. Yeah. So usually it's, you know, 50% of the publishing has been the standard for many years as to what a record executive would want. And this is why everybody was up in arms with Puffy. And still the same reason why some people may not even show up to the bad boy reunion or the festival is because he took 50% of everybody's publishing that was on his label. But the record label I signed to did the same thing. It is one of those, you know, dare I say mafia moves where it's like, this is what we're gonna do. We deserve, we're working just as hard as you artists. Yeah. If not more, because once you get off the stage, they're still working. Yeah. They're still working to get you on the shows, to get the radio, to get the, so they feel like the only way to assure ourselves an opportunity to get paid just as an artist does is we're gonna take 50%. And at the time when I signed my deal, I didn't have a problem with that because the only time people are going to give you everything in terms of working for you and with you is to give them ownership of something. Yeah. And I, I mean, this may be a separate issue, but in the movie Ray, we learned that Ray Charles owned his masters, which I'm understanding now was a huge, huge deal. Yeah. And he was able to broker that because he was making music that nobody else could or had mm -hmm. or possibly even would. Mm -hmm. um, but to your point, so you mentioned, and this has been, I guess, controversial. Folks aren't coming to the Bad Boy reunion because they don't own the publishing. Well, some people come. Well, I some mean, people you come. Know, Jada Kiss and the guys came when they just did yeah. the ET Awards. Faith showed up. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, even shine. And my thing is come. Like, why would you not come? Because you don't own something that I know you created it. Because they but... felt bamboozled. You know, it's just like with okay. LA, LA and Babyface when they had LaFace Records and TLC was screaming that they didn't make any money. And Tony Braxton was screaming they didn't make any money. And because the deal that they received from Clive LaFace mm -hmm. was a certain percentage. So then the percentage that they gave to the artist was even less. Yeah. And so people get upset when they learn how the business works. They feel taken advantage of. Well, I do feel like, now I feel like this. If I am the new Puffy, Lynn Puffy, Lynn Puffy Richardson. Girl, I'm about to start me a record company or something. I don't know. We already have one, don't we? We'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> here's the deal, though. If I'm making millions and millions and millions of dollars and I signed an artist and I put together a transaction and that artist was able to make some money and I was able to make some money, but that artist is no longer making any money because the artist is whatever, out of style, can't get a record deal or what have you. And if I'm still making money, I personally feel like I should do something to help that person. You really should. I I, I, mean, I shouldn't. That's a, that's a yeah. I shouldn't keep making millions of dollars and you have nothing. Yeah, it I have a problem with that. Like I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to wake up every day. I wouldn't be able to look at the person. I wouldn't be able to walk down the street or see them uh, at an event and know that they're struggling and know that I'm still making money off you and I don't do anything. 
to help you, even if it's, even if I decide, which this is crazy, and you all always talk to me about this, but it's just how I am and who I am. Even if I decide I'm going to cut a new deal, I know that we originally agreed that I would get 50%, you would get 20%, but I, I'm still doing well mm -hmm. and I want to help you do well. So we're going to, we're going to meet, come to my office. I want to put together a strategy, mm -hmm. but I'm also going to give you the resources to make that strategy come to fruition. And I just, you know, my biggest issue with this whole wealth building thing with us as people of color, and I'm just going to say as African-American people, we are not wealthy because we don't help each other. I will say that as long as there's breath in my lungs. And I feel like if we collaborated more, if we cared more, now, of course, there's the other side where you can't help everybody because people have to help themselves. But I do believe if I'm in a position to have, have influence over someone and help them and flow some of my power, I do believe that I can put some uh, boundaries in place and some stipulations and some steps. Okay, you got to do this. You got to show up. You got to, you know, what have you. So anyway, I've gone on off of my soapbox, but there's money to be made. Who can be a producer? Because I, I think this is not something that I knew growing up that you could do. Now, I can't make any music. I play the piano. That's about it. I had yeah, a stick with the clarinet. But who, who can make music? You, you, you can be a producer. Okay. Because you know rhythm. Right. So oh, yeah, because I've been in the record studio. I've been in the studio a few times. your drummer. Yeah. Or your, you know, your uh, track person that puts your tracks together. You could hire a beat programmer. You could hire a pianist, a guitarist, a, a horn person. You can put all of those things in place. And see, that's how Puffy became a producer. Got it. And, and even um, uh, Barry Gordy. A uh, Barry Gordy, Puffy, uh, Timberland. That, no, Timberland. Oh, not Timberland. Timberland makes his music. Okay. But it's for the musician... It's for someone who isn't a musician but can still put music together. All right. So I know beats. When I hear them, I'm like, that's going to work. That's not. So That's who... an executive. Okay. Well, but I go to the studio, too, every now and then. Well, then be a producer. Anyway, the harvest is here. The time is now. There are ways to make money in the music business mm -hmm. and entertainment in general. The harvest is here, and it's your season. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You may have seen me on Good Morning America, The Steve Harvey Show, or Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. Guess what? Did you know you can get your money back if you hire your kids? You can get your money back if you go out to eat? You can get your money back if you go on a vacation? Well, guess what? In my book, Get Your Money Back, Tax Deductions You Never Know About, I'm going to teach you how you can get your money back with your home-based business legally, ethically, and all with the permission of the IRS. Just go to askblend.org. So we're talking about passive income streams and how to make money in the entertainment industry. And I'm, I'm, I'm not just going to say entertainment. I'm just saying in the world because I almost feel like the whole world is entertainment. Mm. You know, I'm watching the, the hearings. That's entertainment. Mm. Like everything is entertainment. There, there's some entertainment value in almost everything um, that we experience when we open our eyes every single day. Um, but clearly... Uh, the music business has been a place. Um, in addition to publishing, and I, I guess right now publishing is really the only way to really make music money in the music business because people aren't buying records and albums anymore. 
Well, no, there's a combination of things that can take place as an artist to accrue money, and that is publishing, performances, partnerships, sponsorships. Um, there, there are a merchandise. There are several different ways, uh, product um, placement and things of that nature. Okay, so all the things that we do for you, the company, we every time we do something with you, when you would lay out, put out an album, we'd have this grid of all the places mm -hmm. that you could. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, so you know what? I'm not quite sure where it is right now, but there was a big uproar because there were a bunch of artists who hadn't written anything, but who sang the mess out of a song. And I remember the Recording Academy, which by the way, you know, everyone thinks perhaps the Grammys is just about an award show. And it's not, they work all year long to bring justice in areas where artists and musicians are being taken advantage of. And so they were on a mission to have someone like Aretha Franklin paid when you heard her music on the radio. Because up until a few years ago, everybody who sang, who did not write or produce, and there were many artists that didn't, for years and years, didn't make a dime when the music played on the radio. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. This is so, a problem. So the Recording Academy was going after radio so that they would play, they would pay just a few more dollars a year so that artists like Aretha Franklin and, you know, Natalie Cole and all of these wonderful, blessed, talented singers would make some money, including Whitney Houston and a whole lot of other folks uh, whenever the record would play. But radio was fighting back. And as a matter of fact, Yolanda Adams was an advocate for getting these artists paid, and a lot of radio turned on her. Wow. Yeah, they, they turned on her. Wow. So the institution... Because she had a radio show. So yeah. Remember, she, and she lost that show Yeah. because of the stand that she was taking. Yeah, people want to say she lost the show because of other things. But, yeah, I think it is because of the stand. She was and the stand, and yeah. she was using her platform yeah. on a radio station yeah. to talk about it. She was using she her was platform. She was calling them to the table. She was calling them to the table, and then they retaliated. And then when someone retaliates, then there's a position that you have to take. And I think people interpreted that position as if she wasn't friendly or something. No, you fr she's friendly. She's yeah. just telling she on y'all. She was standing up for all of the people whose shoulders she stood upon as a singer. And yeah, well, this is one. Well, you know, we um, get the opportunity to talk every day on talk radio because I was going to say this is one of the ways we can work with KBLA and WVON. But these aren't music stations because no. I'm sure if there was a music component, we'd figure out a way to make sure that folks are winning. If you're making money off of playing a song, mm -hmm. then let's make sure everybody gets a piece of the pie. Mm -hmm. um, but. You know what? Hey, this is just what it is. You know, there, there's, so there's music. Let me tell you the industry that really has just blown my mind. Mm. Television and film. Mm -hmm. Like, for every movie you see on the screen, there's probably a thousand that never made it. But people made money. Mm -hmm. For every TV show that you see that comes out in the fall or, you know, after pilot season... For every one that you see, who know? Are there thousands, hundreds of thousands that didn't make it 
and folks made money. So there is money to be made there for writers, for directors, for producers. Um, you know, I've had the privilege of working on just about every major network um, over the past couple of years as just a financial um, personality. And I've had the privilege of being able to help some, you know, when I get off the stage, you're like, Lynn, can I talk to you? You know, and these people are making money. Like they're making money. So in the TV world, how can someone um, be able to start to monetize that? I'm talking, I'm just a regular person listening to this or driving the school bus or taking care of my kids. How can I start making money in the TV and film business? Well, I would say the first thing is to have the onset of being in service because you've got to climb the ladder. No one's going in starting at the top unless you have all the money. And if you have all the money, then what are you doing here? You're Correct. You do it somewhere else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. So um, if you're interested in writing, I would just say gain the skill set. There are lots of programs out there, writing boot camps, all sorts of vehicles that you can take to become a great writer. Yeah. Because if you can imagine, there's already great writers in Hollywood. So you, when you write something, it has to be so spectacular that it supersedes anything else that anybody else is doing. And it needs structure because I know how to write. I know how to tell a story, but I don't know how to write. Right. And I don't have the patience with myself to learn. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you all want an arc and this? Look, this is what happened. This is entertaining enough just to hear what happened. But I think that there are a lot of people out there who have great imaginations, mm -hmm. who are creative and know how to put together something that doesn't exist and make it feel like it does exist mm -hmm. and then give it the structure because, oh my God, I'm a systematic person, but television and film is super duper systematic. We have more. The harvest is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. Woo, we're talking about passive income streams. So for those of you who know how to write um, or who are creative, and you know how to tell a story. If you can convey that story uh, to black and white and you can get the infrastructure that you need. And the beautiful thing about this, what I have come to respect, like watching you do Partners in Rhyme and watching you do every piece of it, you act in it. First, you created it. You're writing in it. You're acting in it. You're directing in it. You are in the editing part of it. You are in every single piece of it. You are quite talented. I don't think people really understand this is why I'd be trying to get you to help me, and you won't even help me. You know what? I'm like, like, could you help me with my stuff? Partners in Rhyme is helping you. Yeah, it is, but I'm talking and about... And we do. I do help you. I want to do a reality show. Oh, Lord. And Say, she won't help me. No, because we don't want <laughs> that. Mm -hmm. I, it's going to be a good reality but show. you know what? You were asking about... Um, in film and TV, there's mm -hmm. so many jobs. Mm -hmm. There's so much to do. Mm -hmm. There's lighting. You know, key key lighting people make a great deal of money. Yes. Lighting someone properly, you know. Is a huge deal. It's a huge deal and it's what people pay great money for. Yeah. Then there's camera people. Like yeah. Camera operators. Knowing how to work that camera. There's uh, audio. People need to 
be able to hear people. So yeah. you got to be mic'd properly. So there's so many. And then after that, there's posts. There's people that have to put, you know, the the doors closing and the people walking and the helicopter that was up in the air. And, you know, there's all sorts of positions in film and TV. So I would say never to get locked into one thing. And there's, for, for those who are in front of the camera, there's a thousand people behind the camera. Yep. And they, they always work. Which is, oh my, would you come up now? This is what I'm talking about. The people behind the scenes. So listen, 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 listen. So many people are trying to get in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. But it's the people who are behind the camera who are always working. Mm-hmm. The people in unions, they have insurance. They, you know, it, it's just as uh, lucrative, if not more, behind the camera because they work more often. It is more lucrative behind the camera. I'm a personal witness to that. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about PAs and okay. stuff like that. But it's still because it's consistent work. Yeah. And if you're great at what you do, people won't want to do a project without you. Correct. Yes. Yeah, so that's where being excellent comes in. Mm-hmm. Colossians 3 and 23, work as if you're working for the Lord, not for men. Hallelujah. Even if you are an intern, even if it's your first little production assistant. I can't tell you the number of executives that I have met over these years working with you, like you're the president of the company, but they started out yeah. making coffee mm-hmm. or which is what a PA does. Right. I mean, <laughs> they'll, they'll mean? make coffee for the talent or for the executives or they, move on, they move on up. And a few years later, they're like the head of the division. Yeah. And they've been given an opportunity because they've been there long enough to see how it works. They know the system and now they're the executive in so-and-so department. Yeah. It's just wonderful to be able to see people move on up. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. No, that's great. So there's there's in front of the camera, there's behind the camera, there's writing, there's editing, there, uh, there's room for folks who do graphic design. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think people realize when you watch a show on TV how many folks are involved in getting it to look like that. Oh, yeah. From the, color, I mean... Color correction and editing and dubbing and adding music in which comes into scoring and music composition that's added and it's so many things yeah 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 and i think those captions yeah i think we need to start promoting more careers in radio tv film Mm -hmm. and um there are schools who have divisions or Mm -hmm. degrees in radio tv film Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of times people think Oh, that's not a real job. That's far-fetched. That, that is, let me be clear with y'all. As long as people are walking on this earth, there will be a system in place to entertain them and show them something with their eyes or, or uh, allow people to hear something, to use their five senses. And it's unlimited because it's the one space, and I've worked in so many different areas, in finances and education. This is the one place where there is no limit because there is no limit to what can be created. Mm-hmm. So everything that you see did not exist. So you have an opportunity to create from what doesn't exist. The harvest is here and the time is now. It's your season to win. I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You may have seen me on Good Morning America giving financial advice. When you get my freedom package, you get the 21 days to financial freedom and how to start a home-based business. See you in class. 
Yep, we're talking about passive income streams. And for those, see, there are people every day, light, and I know I, I started a thought and I stopped it. I'm going to complete the thought. There are people every day who are trying to figure out how they're going to make it. They're trying to figure out how to pay for gas, how to pay for their mortgage, their rent, how to take care of their children, how to feed their families. And we get so bogged down by the rigmarole. We get bogged down by the struggle. We get so bogged down that we depress ourselves. We put ourselves into a deep rest. That's what depressed is, a deep rest. And what I would say to anybody, out of that deep rest, rise and find a way to create. Because if you can create, then you can win. Even on your job at McDonald's, even on your job at a fast food restaurant, even on your job at a, if you're a plumber or a electrician or your janitor or whatever, there's always a way to create because there's always a way to do something better. There's always a way to improve what it is that you do and what it is that you improve has to be about you and not about the other person. So, so many people go to work every day, but you don't like your boss, so you don't give as much effort. Well, you don't like the job, so you don't give it any effort. I noticed that being in the hospital once. I'm like, these people are coming to work. I'm a patient needing care. And they're like, girl, I'm at work. So they don't like their job. As the patient, I feel that. First time I really, really noticed that dynamic. But what I'm saying is, if you can improve something that you are involved in, I believe that that's a stepping stone to being creative. Mm -hmm. I believe that's a stepping stone to a new open door for you. I believe that's a stepping stone to progress. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the thing is for me in whatever it is that you do to never settle, never get complacent. And if you do, then it's time to move on because you don't want to not give your best and you don't want those. I mean, I would imagine someone with any ethics at all would want to give their absolute best. Nope, people don't. Right. They don't want to give their best. If they are unwilling to do that, they should move on. Mm -hmm. Or it's going to be taken from them anyway. Mm -hmm. I remember one time I was at a restaurant in L.A. and I was overhearing some folks talking. and uh, They actually worked for a very uh, famous female rapper. And one of them was complaining, saying that he'd rather be home working on his wig line. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have a little talk with him. So I went over to the table. I said, hello, pleasure to meet you all. Hey, we're here with so-and-so in town. We have a show. And I said, you know what? I overheard you talk about being home to do your wig line. I said, either go home and do your wig line or be okay being out on the road. Come on now. And he said, oh, okay. I said, yeah, because in either case, the decision will be made for you. Ooh. So if you keep talking about being home, that's where you're going to be. Ooh, and with no wigs. Years later. Because <laughs> you didn't do it right. Years later, he, he I saw him, and he thanked me for helping him to get it all straight. Yeah. Straightened out. And he was home working on his wig line. Yeah, but he got there in a way that was, with, was through positive wide. energy. Exactly. As opposed to, I'm going to bring down where I am. Right. Trying to elevate where I want to be. Right. That doesn't work. Yeah, it really does. I tell people, listen, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it well with excellence right. because that's about you. You not giving your all doesn't hurt the other person. Right. It hurts you. Mm-hmm. It hurts you. Um, there is money to be made out here in the industry. There's money to be made. 
KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. Welcome forward. Now, this is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. The harvest is here. The time is now. It's your season to win. And guess what? There are opportunities to create passive income from uh, what's inside of you. That really is all I can say. Uh, There is a blueprint and it has proven to be successful. And there are people out here who you would you would never expect how well they're doing. Mm. The people who I've run into who look like everyday regular folk Mm. and they are. Oh, I did this, you know, half a million dollar deal or a million dollar deal. Or I bought a house or I sold a house or mm-hmm. I own eight pieces of real estate. Mm-hmm. These are not people who are famous. Mm-hmm. These are not people who were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. These are not people who have a rich, rich uncle. or aunt. These are people who just came out here and did the grind. Mm-hmm. And over time, found ways to continue what it is that they did and to continue to be of service. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know what? It's just that will, you know, you got to have that will to survive at a high, at a high level and you have to feed it. And if that means you need to be in the midst of people that are doing great things, then you need to get there. If you need a mentor that's doing what you uh, wish and only hope to do, you need to get in the midst, but all of all the while, be in service mm-hmm. because that's when you will learn the most is when you're in service and, and then it will be your turn because it, because the tide always turns. It always turns, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. We you just got to be there. You got to be there ready for it. Ready and open for the opportunity. I used to often say, I wish somebody would help me like I help everybody else. <laughs> I guess God got tired of hearing me whine about it and sent the people. <laughs> he sent the, sent the people to me. I was like, you know, because I, I give so much. I pretty much, you know, give everything I have mm-hmm. um, within reason, but I give everything I have. When I entertain working with someone or working for someone, I don't hold anything back, which is, by the way, you know, people always think, oh, I'm not going to tell them everything. I tell them everything. Tell them everything. Because if they don't do it, use it right it's not going to work for them anyway. Right. So if you've got an idea, protect it, mm-hmm. but tell somebody about it. If yeah. you have something you've created, protect it, but, you know, go on and get it out there. Yeah, you got to share it because you never know who's listening. Yeah. Who's going to be, be the person that can give you the opportunity. Yeah. And they're all around us. Yeah. You just got to be aware. So writers mm-hmm. who write for TV and film... Um, executive producers who put together just the way, the same way you said someone can go be a producer and hire the musician and the beat makers and all that. You know, if you are a creative person, you can hire the writer. Mm-hmm. You can hire the and be the executive producer and be the executive the producer mm-hmm. and um, be the creator of something great. You know, some of the greatest TV shows and things that we watch now. You will look at the credits and see. Who's executive producing? They didn't create it, mm-hmm. but they executive produced it. And Oprah does a lot of that. Yeah. She executive produces lots of great ideas. You know, like, it's always such a pleasure to hear you 
and to just get even more in-depth with you about how you have been able to create this amazing career. And what's more important is how you are creating opportunities for others. Amen. So in addition to being the voice of everything, (laughs) including a regular voice here on the Millionaire's Roundtable, thank you for all that you do. The harvest is here. The time is now, everybody. It is your season to win. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Lynn Richardson wants to help you build multiple streams of income and create more passive income for yourself. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable Roundtable. on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time. One day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. So what is the action of the day? The action of the day is to go get something to write with, get something to write on, and begin to just simply write anything that comes to your mind that you think you could do, that you'd be interested in doing, that maybe you once had a love for, um, because you never know where that's going to take you. Uh, we've talked about a few things in, in this episode, and, and we're going to continue this discussion. So stay tuned for part two. But there are choreographers. Like, there are people who choreograph scenes on television, on stage plays, and in film, and there's no dancing taking place. So choreography isn't just about dancing to music. It is about organizing movement. Um, I had a love, have still a love for dance. I haven't done it in a long time. So I am uh, a witness to this. If you do what you love, the money will follow. If you are truthful with yourself and you acknowledge what it is that you want and who you are, I believe that the answers will be made known to you. What is the word of the day? The word of the day is a is a message, a prayer. We've often heard the prayer of Jabez. And First Chronicles 4 and 10 says this. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Let me tell y'all something. You need to be asking God to enlarge your territory, to bless you. What are you doing right now? Do you want to do more? Ask that your territory be enlarged. And when your territory is enlarged, understand that there are going to be some responsibilities for it, with it. So be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. Because once you get it, now you got to take care of it. A lot of us want the promotion, but we don't want the process that goes along with that progress. So ask that your territory be expanded. Here's the entire scripture. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and you would keep me from harm that I might not cause pain. And that simply is saying this. You want God to walk with you. You want him to keep you from all the haters, naysayers, blockers and crab barrel leg pullers. And you don't want to become one either. Guess what? I know that you can do it. Because I've done it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And I'm still doing it. And I know it's here for you, too. There are millions to be made, not just in entertainment, but in the world. Go and grab a piece of it for you and your family. The harvest is here. The time is now. 
You've been listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable right here on KBLA Talk 1580. Oh, my God, we've had so much fun together, but you still have work to do, okay? First, I want you to go to all the social media platforms and follow me, at Lynn Richardson. I am on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and honey, I got a TikTok too, okay? I got a TikTok, okay? So go to all those platforms, follow me. The next thing I want you to do is to get help get started. Go to www.asklin.org. That's www.asklin.org. And guess what? I want you to stay tuned to the KBLA Midday Money Chain ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts. It's up next after news and traffic on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about.